ladies and gentlemen, I am letting you know this is this show is called Wrestlers with Experience. We want to thank you for getting our listeners up, for people supporting the show. Our reviews are coming in. It's pretty decent. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be happy to. It's 100,000 people. Right. I am Dietrich Davis. I'm with Mark Morrell to of my course. left side. We're here in the flesh, and we're about to do what we do, man. Yeah, so we... um. We've been taking care of a lot of business. That's why we haven't been uploading as many shows as we normally do. This is officially episode number 38, which, mm-hmm. you, which you should be getting today, Tuesday, the 5th. So yep. um, a lot of things are happening. A lot of things are happening in the world of professional wrestling. Word. Excuse me. I mean, Tuesday is, today is Tuesday the 4th. Mm-hmm. This show should be up at midnight, so you guys should be listening it. Um, tomorrow, beginning of tomorrow on right. the fifth, um, I want to jump into a few things here. I want to before we spice up the show. I want to talk. Uh, start off the show lightly. Um, we've been getting it together. We I have to build a massive system for the show. After mm-hmm. the the show is growing, we're taking up gigabytes of space and terabytes and gigabytes. So we are building. We slow. I had to slow it down a little to make sure certain things was done right. I produced several other podcasts. So. Don't think that we're just not doing it because we don't love wrestling. And plus, we do both have two full schedules. Yes, we do. So when we give you three or four shows a week, it is because we are recording three or four shows in one day. Yes. Um. Anyhow, first thing, Mark, how was your weekend so far? Brother, it's been good, man. Did uh, you fall asleep on Monday Night Raw? Well, most people don't watch it. Well, actually, I was... um. At the hospital with a good friend of mine's. Right, I mean, uh, you were telling me earlier. I, I guess I can fractured finger. I, yeah, fractured finger and everything. Um, I guess I can call it call it by name. I can yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so check this out. We don't so, do shout outs legally. Okay, but, so but, legally, all right. But here a we good go. Friend, a friend of the show. Friend of the show, uh, Sophia Thorne, uh, who's a manager in the wrestling business. Mm-hmm. On the indie, she manages Splendid Bobby C. Mm-hmm. Um. She's a part of Team Splendid. She's been in the industry for some time. She's been in and out and what have you, but she's um, steadily getting back into it, managing uh, Splendid Bobby C. Mm-hmm. as of recent at um, all of his shows on the East on the East Coast. Right, in the New York uh, state in, area. In the New York area, New of York, course, New naturally. York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Philadelphia. Well, mainly primarily out here in New York. Why well, I say that because we're the tri-state. So exactly. New York, New so Jersey. that everyone knows what's going on. So, you know, she was walking her dog yesterday. She got a pit, and um, the dog... Um, Pulled. Pulled her, broke the leash, and she fractured her index finger. And she's a she's a she's a fairly petite person, so she went going. Right. So <laughs> right. She, she you know, you ever see those cartoon characters. So just picture in your mind a yeah, dog. Yeah, the dust the, is coming you up. You know, she's like flying rumbling. and whatever. Right. But that's what happened, you know, the you know, she fractured her finger. She went to, took her to the hospital last night mm-hmm. so that they can uh Take a look at it, put a splint on it, and everything. They did the X-rays and everything. And it's official that and, uh, she fractured or yeah, broke it. She got a she got a fracture up on that man. So, you know, nothing that she can't. A couple yeah. two months, you know, tell her to get something drastic to put on to cover it up when she's going ringside. You yeah, know? so she's good to go. Or with buy that. a fake cast and start hitting people with a fake right. cast. Right, <laughs> get on your fucking um. On your Bobby Orton, uh, right. Bob Orton Senior type shit. Right, right, right. No, you got it right. Bob Orton Junior. Yeah, you know? Bob Orton Junior. You're right, right, right. Bob, get on your Bob Orton Junior. Broken arm for seven right. years. Shit. I know, right? <laughs> you talk about heat. That's the way you right. do it. And that motherfucker got heat in every territory with that damn cast on his hand. Right. And also, I mean, my weekend was pretty. I try to watch Raw for thirty seconds. It made me pass out, which Man, happens listen. every week. I, it, it seemed. With other bloggers and YouTubers, that's what's happening. I was also, as I was talking to you about, um, 
I got to build a server because some of these companies, their services are just way too expensive right. to harbor information. Mm-hmm. And if the, if we were making three hundred thousand a year, I'll be putting a I wouldn't mind paying right. sixteen hundred a month. But we ha- we you know I have to do it the way an intelligent computer person told me to do it, and it was build a server. And they were telling me how to do it. We talked about that over the exactly. weekend. Exactly. So I want to grow the content and grow that. So I was dealing with that, and mm-hmm. then um, what you call it? I'm sorry. Yeah. Also, another thing too, man. You know, I've been running around, picking up stuff on the uh, on the personal. Got the, you know, recording equipment out of the way, and uh, I kind of joined forces with the uh, with the uh, with Team Apple real quick. You know. Oh, there is no Team Apple. Apple is just a engine. You did, there is no team. Okay, now I'm a part of the engine right about now. I just you're, you're, it's, you know it's the force. You know, but you got your first MacBook. I got my first MacBook. Got my MacBook. older one, but it's a good. It's right. the one people uh, were upset when they first changed it. Now people are okay with not having an optical drive. Right. And what you call it? Because everything's moving over to USB C, and but all the USBs are not going nowhere. But yeah, you know. You know, you you join the Apple world. Needless to say, that's exactly what I did. So I'm getting used to the ropes. I'm learning the ropes yeah, right we, about we now. Was, I'm training talking, right now. I was showing you certain. Yeah. I had to remember certain things because I haven't touched it in so long. I was like, wait a second. Right. What the fuck? But, but you um, know what? I'm glad I got it. I'm, and I'm ready to rock and roll. But enough of uh, with this shit here. We got some stuff that we got to get into. So uh, all right. I just feel, I just want to make sure it's good that we start talking about our personal lives. Yeah. Because I was realizing. Let me get this ugly bitch picture off my screen. Her um, teeth. No, I just, <laughs> I just I'm not gonna say who it is, so people are not. Jesus Christ! I just think she's one of the most ugliest looking women in the world. I just think it's her teeth. But uh, <laughs> nah, I just don't like that person's face. No nothing. I just think she's just an ugly human being. I can respect that. You know, physically, like I'm. You know, if you ask me to fuck her, I'm just gonna say no, nah. and I'm gonna tell her to her face, and I'm gonna tell her why. Okay. You know, well, I, I don't hesitate on a female to tell them the truth about ain't themselves. Ain't nothing wrong with being brutally honest because that's how I gotta be sometimes. Yeah. Um. Well, most times, shit. Also, this weekend, I was um talking to someone about doing some traveling, and someone had reached out to me about um doing live podcast shows in general, and I said, you know, our team is not 100 percent there yet. But it's not something that's off the table, right? And we was talking about the possibility of a medium of, you know, a medium space where we can bring in wrestling podcasts and stuff like that. Okay. And there's a few live ones, and he said we was talking about his market. There's not some of that is not existing, but it doesn't mean that he wouldn't make an attempt to try to do it down in D.C. and shit like that. Oh, all right. That's so it was, just, it was just like a, a heavy conversation. We were talking about marketing and advertising and the future of business, and as everyone knows. I'm working on a few scripts for a few studios. Mm-hmm. The, the, I'm talking about getting some stuff done, but there's one major one that I'm working on. I'll put it on the screen right now for you to see. Right on. Um, don't mention the title. Um, but it's just one of those things that was on the table, and they kind of asked me to start reformatting it and order. All right. So as you see what exactly what it is. Mm, yeah yeah right and it looks like this will work yeah so it's a this is how the studio does it you guys don't see it but we show like how they actually use the system of putting together a actual script and formatting it and then they were talking about possibility of wrestling script uh with a certain company and i was like i don't know if you guys want me to touch that but because of my vast knowledge of world wrestling and this that and the other not Mm -hmm. world wrestling entertainment i'm talking about like just the world of Of wrestling. wrestling right so that was a few things I'm thinking about considering, and um, the possibility of doing some 
physical CGI work for a particular character. I may talk about that at another day. All right. All but right. we'll see. But that's just pretty much what that, the that weekend... Sound, that sound good, man. Yeah, I mean, shit. Yeah. You know me, I'm always... I don't have a traditional job, but I work. And uh, as we everyone knows, uh, people who know me know, I get the job done and I'm credible for what I do. So when they ask me to do something, I don't rush into nothing. I really take my time. I, I'll make them wait. And if the paycheck passes me by, it passes me by. Understandable. But um, to get back, so to get down into it... um. I want to talk about something interesting that I'm hearing that's happening. Okay. And everybody has a source. Mm-hmm. Some people talk about it. Some people don't. Um, would you be shocked if WWE was going to do three Saudi Arabia shows next year? One after Mania, one after SummerSlam, and one after Survivor Series? You know what? I'm not even surprised, dude. In reality, Trump has given everybody a pass. Yeah. <laughs> Once he said, we don't care what they did, basically. You know what I'm saying? And when you sit back and you're thinking about that, you could tell that was the attitude of the president. Yeah. Because after that, they did the show once he kind of dismissed the whole Saudi Arabia thing. Yeah. And we talked about on, a, on the last episode, on episode 37, how it's ironic that you know, maybe Vince might have got muscled out from not doing the show. And it's come to find out these billionaires just don't give a fuck. They're taking the money and they're just businessmen who just look at yeah. it as just business is business. Yep. But isn't it a little crazy that WWE and, 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 and this is just a source giving me a piece of information that has been correct. My prediction engine is great, but this is something I couldn't predict it. Right. What do you think about the idea of WWE doing three Saudi Arabia shows at the three high points of the year? Well, Saudi Arabia gets entertainment. Right. And WWE still collected that $200 million. But what if there's more money to be made in doing this? Well, listen, like you said, this is a business. The whole point of business is making money. So I think that's exactly what's going to happen. Money is going to be made. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's nothing to be surprised about it. Now, how do you feel? I mean, I don't believe in, I don't think WWE should be doing it. But what happens when they are unhappy with what some wrestler did in America and now our wrestling gets more dumbed down because we have to worry about the Saudis and how they emotionally receive information? Well, What if women stop getting spots on the main show because Saudi Arabia is doing that? And I would like to know when they broadcast Raw on Saudi Arabia, are they broadcasting the women's matches or are they editing the women's content completely out and then rebroadcasting it? I don't think they're going live in Saudi Arabia. No. And if they are, I would like. Well, let me look it up. You, you know, know. I, but I wouldn't be surprised if they, if they, if they were to do, if they are doing that, or they were to do that, then hey, you know, they gotta respect the culture because they're still behind and they're still trying to get up to speed with the culture. So those things take steps. Oh, I don't so, respect the culture because. Well, I know you don't. You okay, know what I mean? Yeah, because it, of and that, and we spoke about that on numerous times. You know what I mean? Uh, but you know that's that's your that's your deal, and mm. I respect that. But. How do we respect a culture that still violates women on a high scale? Because if they could, that could be your moms that's over there being violated. That's true, but then I look at this over here. <laughs> women get violated too, but, yeah, but, but, legal, but legally on paper. But you know, a woman can run a corporation, own a business, and get right, a license. A exactly. woman just got the right to get a license and still can't be as free as she wants to be. Exactly. So humanely. How can we respect the culture that just said we killed an American soldier? We killed American. We killed Press. an American journalist. Right. Whether he was born American or not, we killed an American journalist. Right. 
that's the culture of their world. That's the culture. Of, that's been the culture of Saudi Arabia for a very, very long, very time. long time. So well, that's why I say it's hard to it, not hard. How can we respect someone that that could be any? You could be working for WWE. They'll kill you, send your body back in pieces, and it's and you got to and the culture is that's how we do business. Well, Brad, Brad I, uh, Bradshaw says in order to change certain things. You got to have a presence like the E there. Oh, Bradshaw's so, a great dick sucker to the to the boys. So and, and Joey Styles knocked him out. So I don't trust. I can't respect anything Bradshaw says. Well, I'm just saying, you know, as 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 per by the dick sucker, uh, <laughs> you know. Um, and I'll say it to his face. You know me. I'll well, say. I know you. I know that, bro. You know that. That's why I try to be the diplomat. But um, at the end of the day, you know, the E is going to do what they do to make that money. So mm-hmm. they're going to bring the entertainment there. Listen, like I said, they, they're going into hostile territory. They're going to perform in hostile territory. Hey, listen, that's them. They're trying to make that money. They got that deal on the table. There's very little I could say about Actually, it. Actually, yeah, they do broadcast in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, so. Roy is on Tuesdays on OSN Sports Act 1 Action. So okay. Roy's on Tuesdays, SmackDown's on Wednesdays. The main they have a show Thursday. called Vintage Main Event NXT WW. I've seen this before when I was in the UK for a few uh, about five years ago. Waluha, yeah. Okay, then you got uh, this week in WWE. After- no, it's War Three Oha Ola. Okay. Yeah, then you got W uh, this week at WWE. Bottom line: Afterburn Experience and Two Hundred Five Live. Oh wow! So that's the that's Yemen, Kuwait, Kuwait, Iraq. Rahan and what you call it. I'm shocked that you actually say you respect their culture. Well, I mean, considering that they're murdering journalists and, and well, listen, I I mean on on this particular portion, like, with the exception of the murdering, with the exception of the or the other bullshit, you know, I mean, for years they've been fighting and and trying to protect and preserve their their identity and stuff like that. Yeah, it's and called you, Getty Oil. That too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's called Getty Oil. <laughs> I, certain certain things I I respect. Okay, dialogue writing and writing of of mathematics and translations of books and stuff on a classical point of view, and that's really as far as my respect for the culture goes. Mm-hmm. And that's really it. You know, from a theological standpoint, you know, that's the certain parts of the theolo- of the theology I respect. But other other stuff where it, when it comes down to other things like political hot flags i don't fuck with you know what i mean right so which is it was sad part that's their whole culture right political it's it's just a weird place but and i'm so shocked that vince did that and you would think he doesn't need the money you just made another two bit through almost three billion dollars off of two television shows there's people who would never get that type of deal right but then wrestling is a very very popular sport in the Middle East, and it's always and it always has been, mm-hmm. you know, even from the even from the days when uh, world class was uh, their 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 syndication was in Israel. So it's always been a big deal, and you know, and not and not just because of that, but it's just like even like the the ancient history of uh, wrestling just being such a big right. sport over and, there in and, the Middle East. And let's keep it real; it still don't mean shit because they never really honored it. They just it's something that they did the pastime in the dirt roads of the streets, right? Also, when you look at it, when you look at Saudi Arabia and you look at business business wise, Vince didn't need it. He's not doing it because of wrestling history. He's doing it because he wants to be in every market. Exactly. He's already in that market. But two hundred million dollars is a spit in the pan to what the company's worth. Of course. You know what I'm saying? He just sold off some of his stock and made 
a quarter of that. I yep. mean, well, actually, yeah, made one 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 thir- one one eighth of that. Okay, and I think that was like what two over over two million or no, 22 million? 22 million dollars. Yeah. Let me go to that note right now. WWE uh, Vince McMahon had dropped three hundred three three hundred and six thousand of his shares, uh, coming in at twenty two thousand eight hundred and eighty six thousand mm-hmm. five hundred and twenty three and sixty three cents sixty one cents. And that money's going directly to the XFL. Well, I don't think this is this. Every so often, if you're smart, what Vince would do, I think he already has his money for the XFL. Okay. I think that's what people were assuming. From what I understand, this money was just capital money for certain personal things. Okay. This wasn't sold, and you didn't see the stock move over into it. You didn't see the. So far, the money has not been moved over into another company. Right. This seems like this was a personal dump. Maybe he's purchasing a home. Maybe he's doing something. Who knows what he's doing? Um, but it was definitely file. It was definitely was a sec filing. I looked it up myself. All right. It was definitely up there as of early Monday afternoon, like around ten a.m. Right. Um, and, and for those for those of you who don't know what a sec filing is, that's Security Exchange Commission. Yeah. So he definitely did that. I had looked at it. I was like, hmm. And a lot of people noticed it, and I didn't think. I don't. This is another thing. Do fans need to know about this? Because this is something they definitely know. No, need to, because and, and, and this for, is what's hurting wrestling. I think we know too much. Yeah, I mean, for starters, happening. it's like you know, unless they're in, involved in investing money and stuff like that, or they're involved in the stock market. Because I'm quite sure there's a good population of fans that are into that. But for the average, hey, I just want to see uh, Rey Mysterio just wrestle so and so and so and so. Nah, they don't need to know that shit. Yeah, but it, but and also, and we talked about this very early in the show. This is being implanted into people's heads, so now they feel as if this can be boring people out as well. Mm-hmm. You know, just knowing what these people are doing personally in two thousand in nineteen ninety eight, we didn't know what fucking Stone Cold. Excuse me, was doing personally. We just know the nigga was out there putting in that fucking work. Exactly. Same thing with on on, on Nitro. We didn't care about what Hogan, what was, Hogan doing. was doing or what Goldberg was doing. Right. You know, no one actually really... learning these people personalities makes you not like them as much. And it takes for fans. I believe it will take the fanfare. You don't have to kayfabe everything. Right. But you are eliminating the fanfare to it because. It's different that these people purchase the show, they get the shows, this, that, and the other. Now you got it to the point where the fans are sitting there and they're in your personal life and yeah. now they think they... They know you. They're you know, in like, your living room with you when they're 100% not. That's like love and hip-hop type shit. Like they know these people personally now, so it's all over. And it's just so much for me. It bothers me. Right. But I think, you know, it, you know, he dumped his shares. He didn't dump, he sold. Dumping is when the company's going out of business. He right. sold his he shares. Sold it, right. He knocked it out. Um... It doesn't hurt him. He can still sell all of it. He's still owner of the company, so this doesn't really hurt him exactly. ever. Um, Vince, Vince is swimming in money. That's that. He's Scrooge McDuck, y'all. So it's yeah. like his well, his he's brand entry. Is, he's he's entry level Scrooge McDuck. Entry, he's entry. Okay. He's he's well, entry level. Entry level Scrooge. But the fact that matters is that motherfucker can dive in his vault and swim in right. a little something. And that's all that really matters. Me personally, I don't think he's a billion dollars liquid himself. There's the a difference. Is. The company is, and but he's not. Now that you got Fox in there, just when you merge with something, you can be pushed out of something. Yes, you can. Which is something we'll talk about on another episode that right. we talked about slightly. Yeah, well, earlier. Even um, even at a point of time with in a certain Fed that we were a part of, some yeah. some dudes was worried about being pushed out. Yeah, but that's besides the point. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, I never was a part of. I, I just came to do a job. Exactly. For me creating more television program for a television network I was working for. Right. But the move on forward, WWE did a bunch of tryouts recently right. in Spain, not Spain, in the Latin America area. Right. Um, it seems like they got a lot of talent. Well, as I'm looking at this list, some people mm-hmm. from AAA, CML, some people are just indie, some people are walked on. Right. Um, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Vince always had an infinity for the Latin American market. And right. I think he's done with l- just relying on people like a Alberto Del Rio and a this Because and a it's like, you know. And Ray is getting older. He's yeah. almost 50 soon. You know, it's like you have you have these stars. Actually, Ray's in his um, early, he's in his early 40s right now, man. Ray, young Yeah, dude. I thought he was 46 God. or 47. Uh, he's, he's like, um, he's about like maybe a year, maybe two years younger than me. Matter of fact, no. Matter matter of fact, yeah. <laughs> and his body. He's, he's a couple of. He's he, a he's a month younger than I am. Yeah, but and same he's a great talent. Right. I just feel as if his body is giving out on him. He's never given himself a real one or two or three year break. Yeah, because he's he's recoup. been going hard. Like I think the only time that him and Kevin Nash probably got the same knee doctor as much as they go. Probably out. so, yeah. <laughs> but you know what the what the difference is is that with this particular portion of his run. Ray actually did do quite a bit of resting, a lot of bit of light TV, a lot of bit of this, a lot of bit of that. Yeah, he's Everything's not oversaturated right. right now, and and he's um, and he was working kid behind ever the scenes. Has passed, right? You know. So right now he's busy training his son, helping to train his son right about now. Yeah. So one of the people I'm very interested in is Pedro Sanchez, and then you got Kira, and then you got Diego Valdez. Right. Those are people um, I liked. He was well, he was known as Alex Hero. Okay. And then another person I want to see is the Ricky Marvin. Okay. Now if I want to see Ricky, how they. Ricky do. Marvin has been in the game for time. Yeah, he R- he's R- been in Noah for over two uh, yeah. two decades. He's been a CML, AAA, this that and the other. So I would like to see how Ricky Nova does. In Ricky the, Marvin, you mean? Mickey, uh, excuse me. You know what? Because I'm looking at um the word Nova. Ricky Marvin, and I would like to see how he's going to do in the WWE because I feel as if this is where he gets buried. Well, but yeah. maybe this is that steady paycheck, you know what I'm saying, for him being in WWE. You get what I'm saying? Right on. So we'll see what's yeah. going on with him. Yep. Yeah. He's um. He's definitely. 30. Yeah. And remember, we talked about this off camera about two years ago when I got word from a particular person. WWE is no longer scared to hire people between the ages of 35 and 45. Mm-hmm. And I know you was a little hesitant when I said that before we started this whole podcasting, but right now my the resource was correct once again because this is a 38-year-old man who's getting a tryout yep. and being allowed to wrestle with WWE. So a source I'll tell you privately. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny how that was told to me about two years ago. And I remember you heard it. You, it was a little hesitant. I can hear it. I said he's hesitant. But, the, you know, it's crazy. You can right. now be 45 years old and still get hired by WWE. That's so true. You know what I'm saying? And I, I said that to you as words of encouragement. Yeah, you should definitely still do it because look at him. He's 5'7", 174 oh, yeah. at 38 years of age. Yeah. And he's going to be on the on the roster. And on, the two, and on 205 Live. Yeah, and... and Right, so you give him one year, he moves there. Mm-hmm. I think people need to understand the goal of wrestling. Wrestling is going back to the days where, and Diamond. If it wasn't for people like stubborn ass Diamond Dallas Page who didn't give up, 
Mm-hmm. Remember, he got into wrestling at 36. Batista got into wrestling at 36. Exactly. You know, so it's there. But I like the fact that Triple H is and his team is aware that some wrestlers are at their prime at the age of just twisted up. Yeah. Yeah. Some I believe I've always said, and we talked about this on another show. A wrestler hits his prime at 40. So Ricky Marvin may be a better wrestler today mm-hmm. than because I'm I'm pretty sure he's hit sitting at he's he's creating classics. Yeah. And this is a man who spent two years in Noah in Japan. So this he's not no spring chicken. Exactly. He's not well, green as grass. It's interesting you say that too because um, Daddy O said that in um in some interviews that I was watching with him, mm-hmm. Daddy O from Stessa Sonic, he mentioned that as a rapper, as a MC, he's a better writer now than what he was when he was um recording for Tommy Boy. Funny you say that. So Jay-Z released a new song with Meek Mill and Rick Ross, and here's Jay-Z at 40-something years old, and he possibly released the best verse of his career mm-hmm. or best verse of the year, knocking down everyone else's, and his one verse was better than everybody's albums out this year. I can, I, can, I, can probably, I can agree to that. If I can see that. If you're fine-tuning your craft on a consistent basis, yep. by the time you hit your 40s, you should be a mastermind at what you do, and I think that's what we saw with Jay-Z. But to bring it back to wrestling, mm-hmm. um, this guy was very – I've seen him – we've all seen him for years yes. around the indie scene. We Absolutely. Watch him go from skinny mini to this, that, and the other, and now this dude is – he's going to be a major thing, and I, and I can't wait to see him. And he doesn't look like he's 40. No. You know, he has a young look, and, um, you know, the fact that he's also coming in there with that experience from Noah and, uh, the ex- you know, his Lucha Libre experience, um, he's going to definitely do some things down there. He's definitely going to do some things, and he will help boost the uh, Latin American slash Mexican Central American market for when the WWE does go down to South America, down to right. Mexico right. to run shows and to do things like that. You know, um, I agree. That's just... I think that's the most important person on the list, and I wouldn't be shocked if half these guys are not there. And you know, and and uh, and Manuel Alejandro, I know he's pretty cool. I didn't hear about him until there. Yeah, he he parts. He was in a cruiserweight classic, mm-hmm. right? And he lost to uh, Grand Metallic in the, in the tournament, of course. So um, he's he's definitely got a name for himself. The other person that kind of caught my eye is some of these women up in here. For example, uh, Stephanie Vacker. Mm-hmm. You know, she's uh, experienced throughout Mexico, Japan, and the States. And um, let me see here. I think it's a Tyanne Perfiro. She's a uh, jiu-jitsu two-time world's champion. Mm. So she might be able to, she probably might be able to take to uh, American wrestling like a fish out of water. Oh, and hold on. And Dragon Bane, I would yeah. like to see what, what it goes with him. Yeah. Um, for, well, current uh, IWRG champion. You know, so that's so we'll see where it goes with that. I mean, I'm very interested what's coming out of Latin America, and yeah. I would like to see how these guys work the mic. Right, that's most important. Mm-hmm. I would like to see what these guys tell my brother to go fuck himself. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, I would like to see where they go talent wise. I would like to see how they work the mic. I would like to know how they. I just want to know what they give us. Right. Now, it's interesting to note, too, that they're going to be holding their next tryouts in, in India next week and in Germany. With Ger- I believe Germany is in a month. India, right. um, India is coming up, and there was two other places and they I were believe that I believe that this one back in this one in Germany well, is no, the India, second one for the no, year. No, India is next March. Yeah. 
um, India is the, the one for the one for India. To apply for India is next week online. Okay. And then you're gonna apply through WWE.com for India online, and then it'll be held in March after they select ah, okay. who they're selecting, and then the last uh, the last tryout was in Cologne, Germany, which was last month. Yeah, that was with uh, WXW. Okay. Right. right. So, and they had a lot of walk-ins and athletes and soccer players who came in, mm-hmm. and it's that and the other. And it brings me to another note that I have here. If you see. Um, I have to say, so WWE, for the show to be the way it is right now, it kills me because right now they have the officially the greatest talent pool of talent in the history of wrestling. Yeah. No one has had this much talent. No one has, and they're not hiring. This is not Joe Smo from Saskatchewan. Right. This is literally the best of the best of the best. And their talent pool is so large, it shows you it's not the wrestling that's hurting the show. It's the writing. It's the writing. And, you know, people cannot like Triple H, but there's no reason why NXT can be so fucking great and then Monday Night Raw can be so dead and boring. Right. Interestingly to note, right? Mm-hmm. Let's, let's, perfect example. They've been using the last, for the last couple of weeks, for the last few months, th- this is your Raw roster right here. Mm-hmm. Drew McIntyre, Dolph Ziggler, uh, Bobby Lashley, mm-hmm. Baron Corbin, Alexa Bliss, the, the regular Raw roster. That's that's yeah. the whole roster. But each week, Braun Strowman, Braun Strowman, Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins. But recently, it's all been the Baron Corbin show. Vince is high on him. Remember, we right. th- I told you weeks ago that Vince was going to be uh, two months ago. Vince is going to get high on this dude. That's mm-hmm. the word I got. And and he's literally he has. I counted three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Forty-one minutes of television and in a three-hour show. And on those, excuse me, twenty-one minutes of television in a three-hour okay. show. And and I will believe in each of those quarters that he's been on TV, he's been a part of the the drop in the ratings. No. Okay. So that's the funny part. His segments don't drop. Interesting. I thought I thought that they were. Nah. When you when see so a lot of people see ratings, but they don't understand how the match point system works. Right. So it's top of the hour, bottom of the hour. Mm-hmm. Baron Corbin is on in the beginning of the hour. What's happening is is that Vince the, his show is so commercial heavy that they go to commercial breaks in the middle of matches, which is something they didn't do before. Mm-hmm. So with that happening. That turns into a situation where the fan might not come back during the commercial break, right. which means the show is not there. So if Raw has already been boring, that's where the hit is at. Okay. So it doesn't matter who's at that point. It could be Stone Cold Steve Austin coming up next. Right. The segment, that's how they bl- that, they'll blame that on that particular wrestler. So gotcha. if it was me and you having that match, me and you are to blame, but they went to commercial in the middle of our match. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I, that's, I, can, I, I feel you on that. So that's how, that's how they... Look at it. Okay. Um, that's how the ratings work. So that's how television works. Um, that's why everybody tries to time their commercials with everyone else. Right. So that everyone's commercials can all line up with each other. Mm-hmm. That's most important. Um, so they just said they have a mean and large roster pool, and you have such an overkill of talent that you can job out everybody to everybody and still not hurt the roster. Mm-hmm. And it's I just don't understand how they just it's the writing. Well, and it's time for writing to change. Let's look in at WWE. Let, let's look at the uh, the last title change on Raw, which was the tag team championship match, right? 
Which they ha- and they had to get those belts off of off of Seth and Dean. Which I bet they should have kept them on them because you're not really doing nothing with them. Exactly. Except they had them defending and fighting each right. other. Exactly. Which is leading up to them to go against each other for the IC belt mm-hmm. at TLC. But um, for them to drop the belts to AOP like that, a, a, a lot a AOP lot of people shouldn't even be tag team champions no, right now. You know, another team should be the champions. Or, or you should, this is where you bring the revival in. And put, well, exactly. And let them feud against them. But my thing, if I was booking, if I had the book, and I'm about to show you this person, and if I had the book, let me pull them back up. If I had the book, um, if I had the book, my biggest thing would be to make sure that, my brother's crazy, would be to make sure that, you not you don't have no tag your tag team division is very weak on Raw. Mm-hmm. So when you look at that, I'm showing Mark something. You guys, as if you heard me pausing. Yeah. So don't hit the what you call it. Okay. Well, matter of fact, let me just read that conversation from here on. So when you ha- when you have it looked at when you have it looked at that. Um, so I'm gonna no, read, I'm gonna read from. I'm no, read don't from. read it out loud. Okay. No, no, no. Okay. You, you, yep. They would have shut the show down. Right, like, right, right. Uh, so okay. Roman Reigns shit. But that's just for you to read personally. So when you have that type of tag, the tag team talent pool on Raw is so weak that you don't have enough to what you call it. So it it falls into those scenarios. Scroll up. Keep re- scroll up. So you have a lot more that's going on in the company. So when you have the talent pool where the tag team wrestlers are not doing what they're supposed to do. And this, that, and the other. There's no reason you should have just kept it on Seth and Dean. Yeah, and then you would have been able to then do something where the revival would have gotten the opportunity to become the, the tag team champions. Right. So that's my handle. I totally respect that. Right. You get what I'm saying. So, um, so you don't think I'm talking? It wasn't talking bullshit. It's right. The right. real deal. But you see why this podcast shit got stepped up. You saw the last part. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Anyway, so um. Huh. So when you look at shit like that, um, you have the revival. You could have put the revival in there. Right. But you could have had let Seth and Dean still defend the belts. And then build them around with their animosity. Right. You could have built the angle where he's torturing him with where Seth where Seth is trying to keep a tag team belt and Dean is trying to lose it at any cost. Right. And you can have him stopping him from losing it. Or you could have did vice versa. Mm-hmm. But you could have did it more it should be more torturing on the side of Seth and Seth trying to say, no, don't do this, blah, blah, blah. And then have a and then have a and then have a turn where it's like he walks out on him or he, he clocks him, walks out on him, and then let's say said team, either the revival or whomever capitalizes. Right. But, to win but, the belts. Just like it's taking it back, like how the Bulldogs lost the belts to the hearts on uh superstars of wrestling. Just like that. Well, I I'm a I'm going to remove the Bulldogs. I'm going to use it where WWE did this and it worked. Is where Kane was attacking Undertaker and Undertaker would not fight Kane. Yeah. Remember how they did that? And mm-hmm. they, they did that for four fucking, since Hell in a Cell, when they did the first, the second Hell in a Cell, all the way, what, no, the first Hell in a Cell, the first Hell in all Cell, the right. way to WrestleMania, right. Undertaker would not attack his brother. Yeah. It's the same shit and with Brett Owen. They, yeah. they they done that angle before, and, and it worked. So, 
there's no reason why they couldn't do it again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And this was the time to do it, and and it hasn't been done in 20 years. Wrestling is yes, it could be extremely repetitive, but it's how you put the stink on it. You got the right. IC title and the tag team titles. You could have evolved that around them, but we're getting Dean Ambrose every week. Horrible, corny. He came out with that gas mask, looking like was, Bane. I wish I would say that he looked like a shitty ass Metal Gear Solid character. <laughs> That you know that you well, I forgot the guy you fought. We had to switch the controller from the first controller to the second because so he won't read your thoughts. Oh, but okay. he came out looking like a shitty ass Metal Gear Solid slash Bane character, and yeah. he was just fucking horrible. So that's just one thing that's bothering me. That you know that's hurt. I use that as an example. That's writing that's hurting the show. Exactly. But when the writing is hurting, it makes you look at the wrestling sideways. Mm-hmm. Like for example, Conan made a uh, reference. About it's a podcast. I got to start listening to okay, it. Again. He made reference about Lashley, and he's like, "Listen, Lashley has the look. He has the ability. He has the talent. He should be on a Brock Lesnar run. He should be feuding with Brock Lesnar at this very damn moment." With Paul Heyman managing both of them, exactly. With Paul Heyman manage, you know, Paul Heyman that'd be dope. He's managing clients now. Paul Heyman is a great thing you can use because if I was doing it, and if I was booking myself and or booking this that, and the other. I would get Bobby Lashley to be one of Paul Heyman's clients, clients and right. the clients don't like each other, but they never really cross paths. Right. But you can always, he could always say, I want the universal title, and he could be like, it's in the fairness of interest that my client doesn't give up his universal championship and this, that, and the other. Right. What we're doing is best for business. You can do shit like that mm-hmm. and have it where, and I, I just what I just did was called bad acting in the world of podcasting and YouTube. Right. Anyway, um... But that that works. I wasn't supposed to make fun of voices, but yeah, right. But that works. That works. That if adds... Bobby is in the high spot without even having a title, exactly, and he would be that perennial threat to him at this moment. Because right now, the belt's in limbo, even though the title's around the waist of um Brock at this moment. But it's stuff like that. But Conan made reference like, yeah, you know, y'all, you you you're destroying this guy, and you ain't doing shit with him. MVP said like, yo, this is a waste. Like, this isn't the same guy. Who was was just in TNA wrecking house, winning belt after belt, dominating for a whole fucking year. He, you could have put. Let me tell you something. You could have put the universal title on him night number one or two, and the shit would work. Would have worked, and you could have kept him as a and and you instead of him conquer instead of Roman conquering Brock, it's Roman conquering Lashley, right? And then you could have capitalized on Lashley and saying, look. He's look. He can't even keep himself healthy. Block making fun of the cancer, making fun of this. But you don't. Leo Rush is the worst thing that happened to Bobby Lashley. Yeah. And in reality, but moving on. Yeah. Let's let's go. Let's let's go. Yeah. On. Because we got this some is more shit. a depressing engine. Um. With that. Uh. And it's not because we're black and we're capable for the black dude. We're looking at the most talented guy on the roster, and they're not, not using it right. The spotlight's on the most important room. Well, well, excuse me. The most important person is in the room, and the spotlight's not on them. Right, and then and it makes in quote yeah and yeah straight up and down. Moving on, Jack Swagger's having his first uh, MMA match at 36 years of age. Mm-hmm. Um, he's I think he's going out as Jack Hager. That's his, yeah, real, his real name, name right? He's going to be at Bellator 215, where they crowned the new heavyweight champion. Right. Um, now this dude, I think he's he said he could beat Brock Lesnar. We reported about that a long time ago. Right. I don't doubt that he can because this dude is a better mat wrestler. Yes, he is. And mat wrestlers in MMA are always more dominant. Mm-hmm. But he's also, he looks like he's phenomenal in his striking yeah. as I've been watching and shit like that. So long story short, he's one of those, if Ric Flair had muscle, this would be That him. would be him, right. right. Also, also, <laughs> on a, also on another note, 
he's also now the number one challenger to the NWA World Championship as well. Right. So again, people are learning to blur the, to use yeah. both sides to get a promotion and stuff like yeah. that. I wouldn't be upset if he was the NWA champion. Right. I wouldn't be upset. Not right now, but I wouldn't be upset if during next year that could be a good one-off fuse. I would love to have seeing him and Cody go at it. Right. This, that, the other. And we're going to talk about Cody in the next episode. Right on. In this stuff, because that that, that's very detailish. Yes, it is. But I hope he wins. I've always been a big Jack Swagger fan. I've always wished he just he, got a little bit more muscle. He, he was, he was he, to me, he was underappreciated as a talent. You know, he's a, he, he was he was underappreciated. He's the guy who needed. They didn't they put Paul Heyman with him? No, they had work? him. They had him with um, uh, Dutch Mantel. Didn't work. See, that's to me. I'm playing stupid, and this doesn't really work. But he needed someone like a Ric Flair who can talk that talk and yeah. show that, show, you know, this, that, and the other. Or he needed someone who had that mic. Or maybe he needed a poor Heyman. I'm not too sure. But the interesting thing it is about Dutch when he was Zeb Coulter, Zeb can talk. Zeb, Zeb has been they an didn't interview use machine. Because it was working. Yeah. That all-American, American shit was working. But they wasn't using him properly. Yeah. I and mean, then was he naturally in that wheelchair? Uh, yes, he was. He, he was naturally in that wheelchair. But in his heyday, Dutch Mantel... Was the motherfucking man? Yeah, and I'm yeah, and I'm not talking about his and 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 he was also a talent agent or writer for TNA. Yes, the the then known TNA now Impact at the time. Right, but in general, if you put him in that wheelchair, if he was in that wheelchair, then he shouldn't have been out there on television because that also dumbed down because it was working when he was able to walk, mm -hmm. but it dumbed him down completely. Right, you know, or you should have wheeled him out to commentary and let him speak at commentary, and never let the on-air TV people physically see that he Correct. can't walk. Mm -hmm. But you know, Jack Swaggers is something. I think he can come back to the company and have a good go if he does this MMA right. shit right. Moving on, Braun Strowman uh, had a successful elbow surgery. Of course, he did his thing. I'll be back. This, that, and the other. The countdown to my return at your at at the at the end starts now. Your end starts now. TikTok. Great, he's returning, elbow surgery, a person that they overworked. And it's funny, I was saying to myself for a while, he's going to get injured soon because mm -hmm. they're overworking him. Yeah. And maybe sure enough, Braun should stay off of TV until the Royal Rumble. That's what I think, too. You know, keep him off. Keep him off. Then, but they won't do that. Right. But then they're talking about he's supposed to come back at TLC, so. There's no reason for that. Keep him off. Let him go. To, he, I, he should be number 30 at the Royal Rumble or number one mm -hmm. and let the fans just go crazy and enjoy him in that thing. And, and have him do his thing, him. right. Because right now, we, as we both know, the men's WrestleMania main event is looking shaky as fuck. That shit is scrambling like two eggs on a Sunday morning and has got no hope for being cooked well. Yeah, on a on a cold day in New Mexico. Yeah, so this uh, shit, so this shit is just not good. Also on the injury list now is Natalia after she got put through a fucking table, right? Which is crazy. So now we have another female wrestler out on injury who's most likely being overexerted or overpulled. What do you think about the Natalia situation? I think it's a pretty uh, messed up situation for um, Natty to be out at a time as as a time as this, considering how the. Uh, he needs as much talent as they can possibly get. Oh yeah, it, it now does, her it does. husband is at work and his, she's at home. So right. <laughs> okay. He so might she, get himself some side WWE. Box. So she she's um she's at home with the cat. Cats. That too. Um. <laughs> what I understand, I think she has like four or five of them. Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing about the hearts. The hearts have a thing about cats. Uh. So. No, just two, just two hearts. Well, just two of them, because you could tell the motherfuckers. <laughs> 
Okay, uh, uh, she's batshit crazy in my personal opinion. Teddy Hart is Teddy Hart has a thing about cats. That's too. what I'm saying. The two of them, just yeah. that, those two, those that's, two that's, and that's exactly what I was talking about. Yeah, Teddy. <laughs> uh, yeah, fuck him and his cats. All right, he's a he's a mental case. Um, moving forward, John Cena is also about to receive the is going to receive the Muhammad Ali Award. Mm-hmm. It's a legacy award. It's um, you know, it's just a fucking award. It really means nothing, but they just yeah they're giving it to him. And that's on on the basis of having the most uh, Make a Wish um, foundation appearances for the um, a lot of the um, sick children in in the world. A lot of the kids like wish for him to come and visit, and he does. He makes those obligations regardless to what, how Actually, busy the schedule is and stuff like that. You know, he's that. not the most. It's the only one WWE reports. Well, there's a lot of other people in the that, WWE that, that do um, quite a bit of those, and they, and they have more than John Cena. It's on record, but it's for some reason. Their franchise boy is the one that they repeat. Right. But um It's just like how it was back in the day when Hogan was the was was the man. Hogan was the make a wish uh poster child. But then Randy Savage did quite a bit more than he did. Mm-hmm. And then maybe uh Shawn Michaels, who knows? And maybe, well, or, just who, to be note, what they give it to you for is for is the sportsman of the year award ceremony, that what they're giving it to him for is simply for his achievement and consistency in sports not the make a wish stuff at all oh okay and it's also for him um being a philanthropist and stuff like that so his bit that award is really given out for your businesses what you're doing now that he's transcending transferring into film mm-hmm. which they say bubble b from what i see understand the early reads of bubble b is amazing john cena sucks um why you don't see him in the commercials? They pulled him. They pulled his pieces out of the commercials. Oh, I okay. understand. Um, because the focus should be on Bumblebee and the uh, rest of the Decepticons. That's what this movie's about. It's not well, about all John of the Cena. movies are about that, regardless. But the the point is, his performance on screen it's not as strong as John Cena looks good, but not as good. He recently was trying to lobby to play Captain America. And that's not going to happen because he can't act from what we see. And even though they, some people say he's too big for Captain America, he has the perfect jaw structure. But in reality, John Cena is just not, he's not the rock and he's definitely not. David Bautista will get a fucking Oscar before everybody. Oh, of course. Because David Bautista does have some real deal acting chops. Yeah. And he's the one who had everybody on their ass during Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. <laughs> so, and that was expected. And maybe because he didn't understand the character, and he was like, am I saying this right? So, and James Gunn, great friend of mine, great friend of the show, blah, blah, blah. Right. He's directing Suicide Squad, from what I hear. Um, um, and a part of that DCEU. Yeah. Well, the DCEU is no more. Um, Pretty much. It's just all standalone films, but move that along. Um, that you know he's he's getting it, and you know he's gonna be up there with Jim Brown and Kareem Abdul Jabbar and them, and this that and the other. And we'll see. Mm-hmm. You know, it just the it just embodies the ideas of sportsmanship. Well, well, kudos to kudos to John Cena on this uh this milestone in his career. Yeah, and and I respect it because whether you like John Cena or not, he has put his work in. Mm-hmm. Like you said, I know the Make a Wish stuff should be considered but if i'm correct that's it's really about more philanthropy and being yeah. a part of community which is all stuff he does and mm-hmm. he definitely has all these things that he's ticker and toppering right um and then the last thing i want to talk about is the, which is crazy is the state of monday night raw well let's talk about that we talked about earlier in the show how a lot of youtubers are falling asleep on this show they are 
YouTubers are talking about I, I fell asleep and woke back up. It's you know have, what it is. Have you had any snooze fest during Raw? A few uh, over the course of the last year. No, and I'm gonna tell you why. Why? Because I'm not watching this shit. Well, <laughs> I don't think you should say I mean, that on a microphone. Oh, excuse with me. It's like the possibility of right. Well, yeah. Well, I'm just saying like this, right? Now that I'm back in school, uh, my time is occupied. But when I do watch it, it's like okay. It's bec- as I'm watching it. It's because there's a lot of things that I really want to see. Right. You well, know. But also, you know. He, this guy can't read lips. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm trying to save him. I'm trying to save. Him. My bad. Son. <laughs> but I mean, as a as a recent, like you know, ah, oh, not really. I mean, some things I, I don't, I don't know. What do you think? Um. It's what you call it. It's, I think Raw is becoming, from what I understand, from what I'm heard directly, Vince wrote the last two shows. So maybe he's out of date. Well, he's out of date. Well, I also think, too, that when he was writing those shows back in the days, he also had a team with him. So we don't know whether well, he, he has a team. he had four people with him. Yeah. So we don't know if he, if he had, well, we know that those same four, those same three people aren't writing with him anymore, mm-hmm. you know, and that's a given. Um, so I think Vince the issue with Vince comes down to is yeah yeah. the issue with Vince is for me most of the time I'm watching Raw I'm in and out of it right this that and the other I think it comes down to the point where Vince is um, I think he's trying to get those four or five people he used to have and uh, maybe he lost control of that and also Vince is what, 74 years of age? Mm-hmm. Is he that old? Is 74, 75? Uh, about, yeah. So I think he's out of date. I think he's 100%. Yeah, I, I was off a year, 73 years of age. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know what's happening in the world. He's unaware of social media, the impact of social media. Mm-hmm. He didn't even understand what, uh, not Jack Swagger, but what's his name had? What, uh, Roman? No, 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 no. Uh, the one with the internet championship. Zack Ryder. He could have rode that wave so far. Um, He didn't. And that shows you that Vince didn't have that perception to grab that and run with it, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Because if you did, you would have let him run with that internet championship and let him bring his own belt on the show. Shades right. before that, Taz did that so well. Exactly. And you could have used that. You didn't have to make a WWE Internet Championship, but you could have used that momentum and then, you know, make sure that you, when you get a chance, when you and make, sure, make sure you um capitalize that. Right. And when Taz did it with his own belt, it worked because it was the fuck the world championship. Mm-hmm. And that was the energy at the time. You don't, I'm not going to get a belt. Fuck the world. I'm the champion. And he defended it. Yeah. You could have had it where he was the internet champion and you could have did dark matches just with him and let him defend those matches. Right. And literally put it up on the network before the show started. And that would have worked. And that would have worked. And you would have been, and Dolph Ziggler, he, he, he color friendly, kid friendly, this, that, and the other. You see him at the Comic Con. I mean, Zach, not, not Zach Ryder. Yeah, Zach Ryder, not um, Dolph. Zach. You know why Dolph was in my head, right? Yeah. So you know and shit like that. So I don't know. It's just I feel as if everyone's talking about they're falling asleep during Raw. Raw is becoming a snooze fest. Raw mm-hmm. is becoming a a fuck show. Pretty much. 
And it, it's it, a billion it, dollar fuck show. It's it's more the B show than anything else. Right. And and, and SmackDown is no better. It's just respected a little bit right. more it's based more off of the talent. Yeah. And that's being on there and shit like that. So that's pretty much it. So right. that's my personal thing. And you was about to say? I mean, like I said, I think that Raw is more more of the B show than SmackDown. SmackDown is more tolerable mm-hmm. because you have better writing, better action. And, you know, they're emphasizing on the talent. They're emphasizing on certain certain wrestlers and pushing them the right way. Right. Um, they're really. They're, I think they're really capitalizing on that roster for SmackDown more than what they're doing on Raw. Yeah, and and it's still NXT has the best roster. Yes, overall, on on the screen. Um, I was just sitting here pausing. Mm-hmm. Hold on for a second. On. So. So no, I was saying, um, even though NXT has the better roster, it makes no sense that that's happening and that's going on and that's being presenting itself and this that and the other. Right. So it's that's just the most important thing that we are wearing. So even though a lot of people are watching it mm-hmm. or it's there, that's what's happening. It's turning into the it's turning into and people are waking up. So what if someone is falling asleep, changes the station and they never come back because Raw put them to sleep? Yeah. You know, so I mean it's like uh I don't know. I guess it's something in the background, I'm not too sure. You know, <laughs> what are causing people to not really want to watch it. No. You know? No, but but in general, it is what it is. So Yeah. We'll we'll move forward. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening to this episode. This was episode number thirty-eight. Right. Um, as you see, if we're now officially on Spotify, yes, sir. As part of Wrestlers with Experience, just put that in your Spotify engine. We will soon be on iHeartMedia mm-hmm. uh, platforms, iTunes, Google Play, Google um, Podcast. Stitcher, anywhere that you can find podcasts and a few other platforms coming on in general. Right. So that's what's most important. Make sure you go to our website, Dietrich Davis On Demand. And if you have any questions, make sure you go to team DD, uh, email us at teamddod at gmail.com. Once again, that's teamddog at gmail.com. Right. And we'll look forward to seeing you guys then. I'm Dietrich Davis. And I'm Mark Morell. And you just finished listening to Wrestlers with Experience.